Welcome to the brand new Revival Ministry. And today we are going to be talking about tithing. This is Pastor Todd Bernard. When we begin talking about tithing, it becomes a sore subject and people begin to lose focus and don't want to give to the church. Is this biblical? Is this something that the Bible teaches that we are supposed to give? And here lately, I have noticed all over the place that tithing has gone downwards and only 2.5% of the church population tithe in America. This is the reason why we see in America that a lot of churches are closing shop because they don't have help taking care of the bills of the church. We see pastors leaving the church simply because they can't afford their place of living because the church cannot pay them. I see that this is a problem that our churches face today. And in our culture, it doesn't make it any easier for people to give. In the Bible, before tithing became a commandment in the Mosaic law for the Israelites, we see that Jacob and Abraham tithed. Abraham gave a tenth of his possessions he got from a war, and he gave a tenth to a priest named Melchizedek. We also noticed that this tenth was not an ongoing tithe. It was something that Abraham gave to Melchizedek out of honoring God for winning the war and bringing his nephew home. See, the importance of this is it was before the Mosaic law to tithe. When tithing became a commandment, there was three separate tithings that took place. They ended up equaling 23% and not 10%. And this was an inheritance to the Levites. In Numbers 18.21, the Bible says, Look, I have given the Levites every tenth in the Israels as an inheritance in return for the work that they do. So the tithing was established for the work that Levites did. The Levites were the priests of the tribe of Israel and the Levites had direct orders on what to do with this tenth. Part of it was to go back to God. If you are a Bible reader, then you know that tithing was a requirement for God's people. It was established in the Mosaic law. But since we are under a new covenant with Christ, does this mean we no longer supposed to tithe? As today, Christians, we see that they fall under two different perspectives on this subject. One being it is a commandment to tithe 10 percent of our income or produce or possessions. Perspective two says Christians are commanded to be generous. But which two of these possessions perspectives are we supposed to follow which two applies to us today like one of my preacher buddies brian says let's look what the bible says about it facts are that we know that tithing was a commandment under the mosaic law the argument here is that christ jesus abolished the mosaic law with the new covenant the question i have is is this true in Matthew 5, 17 and 20, the Bible says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law under all is accomplished. 
Therefore, whoever relaxes one of these least of these commandments and teach others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teach them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not never enter the kingdom of heaven. Scripture makes it very clear that the Mosaic law is not abolished, but it is fulfilled. And those who teach this will be least in the kingdom of heaven or will not enter the kingdom of heaven at all. See, one thing that we notice from scripture is that Jesus never abolished anything. He gives us a different perspective of how to fulfill it. For example, the Ten Commandments were split in two tablets. One, the first five commandments was directed towards God and the other was directed towards people. For example, in Luke 10, 27 says you must love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength in your mind and love your neighbor as you love yourself see see during this scripture that you are supposed to love God with all your whole being and when you do this we will accomplish keeping the first five commandments then he goes on to say, love your neighbor as you love yourself, which takes care of the second tablet, the second five commandments. See, Jesus never abolished the law. He gives us a different perspective of how to fulfill the law. And if anything, the requirements of the law got even harder. We see this in Matthew 5:21. It says, you have heard that it was said to our ancestors, do not murder and whoever murder will be subjected to judgment. But I tell you, everyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subjected to judgment. Whoever insults his brother or sister will be subjected to the courts. So this takes me to the second perspective that it is a commandment to give generously. And second Corinthians nine and 11 says you will be enriched in every way for generous, which produce thanksgiving to God through us for the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God because of the proof provided by the ministry. They will glorify God for their obedient confessions of the gospel of Christ and for their generous and sharing with them and with everyone. See, the scripture is telling us that God enriches all generosity because it produces thanksgiving to God through sharing and giving as a service. God goes on by saying in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, each one must give as has as he has decided in his heart. Not under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. So giving is from the heart. It is something that we do not do under compulsion, but on a heart level with the intention to please God and serving God. God was generous to us by sending his son to earth 
making him lower than what he actually is by sacrificing his life to give us salvation by the atonement of the blood of Christ. One example, obey heart giving person is summed up in Luke 21, 1 through 4. Jesus looking up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box. And he saw a poor widow put in two copper coins. And he said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for they all contribute out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. This shows us that giving does not have to be ten. It can be what you ha have, but it must be done from the heart and the attentions to serving and pleasing God. In Matthew 6, 21, it says, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. We have too many people worrying about what the church does with the money. This is none of our business. If we are giving from the heart, we cannot allow our culture and bad decision makings of leaders in the church to stop us from serving God in a way of giving to the church. I hear it too many times that I don't tithe because of this or that because of pastors driving outrageous cars and living in mansions. This does not concern us with what the church does with the money. God is more concerned with what the intent of our heart is. And trust me, these leaders will have to answer to their deeds. The Bible makes it very clear to what is supposed to be done with the tithe. And that is none of our business, what the pastors do, because they have to answer to the creator, the kings of kings. And Hebrew 13, 16 says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifice are pleasing to God. We have to remember not to neglect to do good and to share what we have because the sacrifices that we give are pleasing to God. God says in Proverbs 16 two, all the ways of man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives in first Samuel 16, seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at the appearance or the height of the of his stature, because I have rejected him for God sees not as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. I want to leave you with one more verse, which is Luke six thirty eight. It says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measures, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So in other words, if you stop giving to the church simply because of the appearance of what it looks like, remember that God looks at the heart. This is for the giver and the receiver. He also says, if you are if you give with a generous heart, good measures will be added to you. Abundant life will be added to you. A cup that is running over will be poured into your lap because the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. 
I see too many churches closing down nowadays because of people worrying about what the pastor is doing. The Bible makes it clear we are supposed to give and we are supposed to give generously with what we can afford. Like the woman that gave two copper pennies because she was giving out of her poverty. She was seen more pleasing to God than the rich man's who gave 10 percent out of their abundance because she gave what she could. Rem remember this, that giving is a sign of faith. It is something that we do to show that we have faith in God, that he will take care of everything he tells us. It's not worry about about the possessions of this world. He tells us to continue to honoring God, regardless if people accept it or don't accept it, regardless of what people do or don't do. We are called to serve others to let's. So let's do this and let's not be conformed to this world. Let the Bible believers. Let's us believe in the Bible Let's live out the Bible by helping churches continue to to pay their mortgages, continue to pay their bills and continue to help the pastors with their living so that they can enrich the body of Christ by sharing what God has given. Remember, everything that we have is not even ours. We cannot store treasure for this earth and take it. To heaven. Instead, let's worry about storing treasure in heaven by pleasing God, by continuing to be generous. That is my time. You guys be blessed. Thank you for joining in. And remember, if you want to support the BNR ministry, what we ask you to do is send this podcast to a friend through a text or share it on Facebook or share it on Instagram. Thank you and be blessed.